Hello, and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk with family and friends about their favorite movies um, from their childhood or from today. And I will let Eleanor introduce our very special guest and movie. All right, so our guest today is Rachel Herman. A recent transplant to the City of Angels, um, Rachel works with me at the Show Foundation. Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, your interests. Uh, I am originally from New Jersey. I just moved here uh, in the fall. I was in Pittsburgh before this. I pretty much am a hermit, and <laughs> I like hanging out and watching movies. So when you asked me to be on your podcast, I was very excited. Excellent. We do Excellent. love that. And also, I I can appreciate hermitage stuff, but then at the same time, um, I love inviting people to things. Yes, this is true. <laughs> You do invite me to a lot of things, which I also appreciate. <laughs> Eleanor's really, really good at um, inviting people places. She is. I've invited her a couple places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, good. I sometimes have aggressive friending t- um, tendencies that I like have been told I need to dial back. So we're working on. Oh. It. Oh, I never have truer words been that. spoken. Yeah. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> Really? <laughs> who do you think I've been too aggressive to? Now this is fascinating. No, I don't know that you're like too aggressive. You're just definitely aggressive in a way that other people aren't aggressive. Mm. So real. So real. My struggle is so real. Yeah. Uh, okay. So before we delve into our discussion of follow me, boys, which you have to say, I feel like in a certain way, yeah. because the exclamation point is part of yes. the title and so is the comma so it is like follow me pause boys excitement yes Mm. Um, we are going to talk about our favorite pop culture news items or experiences of this week excellent okay i'm gonna go because i'm just super jazzed so okay um the onion great always recently released its first, as far as I can tell, first podcast series called A Very Fatal Murder, which is in the style of serial and other true crime podcasts, and it is so funny. The episodes are about 10 minutes each, and I literally have been LOLing, and... (laughs) And it is one of those, it's so good, because it's not only, like, a send-up of, like, our fascination, our cultural fascination with, like, death and the grotesqueness of, like, human existence, it's also a send-up of, like, coastal elitism and looking towards small-town America and being like, ah, what are they doing? They're playing such a thing as ring toss. Like, it's because they have nothing else to fill their time. They must make their (laughs) money, like, working in factories of some kind. And then it's like, it's because they don't live in Bed-Stuy like me and have full access to, like, all of the cultural um, parts of the best world or Netflix. And you're like, God, this is too real. So I highly recommend there's only six episodes, and they're about ten minutes each, so it's like an hour of your time, and you can LOL. LOL! But that's my thing. All right. Okay. Who's up? Rachel? Um, I will go. 
Um, one of my friends was name dropped by Nancy Pelosi on the floor. Oh, yeah. Really? When she gave her like eight hour, I don't know that it was technically a filibuster, whatever it was. And she was wearing like four inch heels and spoke yeah. for like eight hours. One of my friends um, is a dreamer and he was name dropped by her. Also, okay, so I, you know, you'd heard about the, or I'd heard about the filibuster, um, we'll call it that yeah. for like for sure, right. last week, and, like, understanding what that meant in, like, the eight hours, but then it was today, the Daily, today or yesterday, the Daily, the New York Times podcast did kind of a deep dive into it, and there were so many things that I hadn't thought about when I think of, like, eight hours, which is, like, Okay, I didn't even realize she was wearing foreign shields yeah. because, like, that blows my mind. But it was also the fact that, like, she couldn't go to the bathroom for eight hours. Yeah, no, she couldn't. She didn't get like, anything. Water. You can't drink anything. She didn't yeah. have food. Yeah, like nothing. Like you just stand and talk the whole time. Would you, to me, incredible? Because like I can barely go forty-five minutes without going to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, Eleanor, you would fail miserably. Yeah, I would not be able to be an inspirational female leader. I think is that's the take. Definitely away. not. Because it's all about me. So Nancy Pelosi has proven to me my irrelevance. Okay, good. But that's so cool for your yeah. friend. Yeah, he texted me and I was like... That's stu- super cool. Yeah. Very cool. into it. Um. Okay, my pop culture thing of the week. I think I'm going to have to go with... Oh, there's just so many... Dang. Can I do two? Yeah, I normally do, like, four. So you're okay. doing your best. So life. the first one. Um, so it must have been, like, technically last night, but, like, kind of today because of the time change in the Olympics. But um, – Chloe the, Kim? No, well, I do love Chloe Kim, and, like, her run was phenomenal and exceptional and great. But the American boy who won, who, like, in his interview was like, yeah, I woke up kind of groggy, and I just felt like doing a run, and, and now I have a gold medal. <laughs> like, his parents were, like, just, like, so silly and, like, getting kind of drunk. And he was like, yeah, I just, like, I woke up a little late today, and, uh, yeah, so I just decided to, to snowboard. <laughs> it's like, do you realize where you are? But he's 17, so of course not. Like, don't. he has no idea. Well, that was, that's the thing is, like, these teenagers in the Olympics, like, you forget how young they are. Like, Chloe Kim, like, her whole thing is she's now a Twitter star because all she does is talk about how hangry she is. And she's like, I just want ice cream. And then it was interesting, though, because I was reading something about her, and she essentially qualified four years ago in Sochi, but because she, she was did. 13, she was too young. Like, right. That's fascinating. That's insane. But now apparently there's a huge thing within South Korea because they're like, okay, yeah, she's Korean American, but if she had been raised in South Korea, she never would have achieved this because her parents would have made her study all the time. So her goal in Korea is now causing like this kind of cultural conversation, which that's I think is really also cool. interesting. Wait, that's so fascinating. I also love that she, like, in between her runs, like her gold medal runs, essentially, um, she tweeted about just wanting a breakfast sandwich. Like, who are these 17-year-olds who are, like, representing us? I think it's super funny. And then but my, like, oh, sorry. sorry. She was criticized for tweeting, and she was like, what else was I going to do in between my runs? Like, <laughs> come on. The youth are just so different. Yeah. And I also think that that's probably best. There's this one. Oh, so I was watching this thing today. Um, 
on the Olympics. And there's this one snowboard coach. I think he must be from the Netherlands, but he's, he's not American. Like that's for sure. But I think it was Netherlands or Norway or Sweden. I sorry, Nordic country, but he's up there and to help him deal with his own nerves and to help that of his, um, like athletes, he's up there knitting. He literally has knitting needles and is knitting to like keep himself occupied, which I thought was both adorable and fascinating. But my second thing has nothing to do with the Olympics. It has everything to do with Meghan Markle and Harry in Edinburgh. And it just makes me really want to go. And she looked beautiful and her coat was stunning. So that's all I've got to say. And there's a very funny picture of her meeting like the mascot of the Scottish guards. Who's this little like Sheltie pony. And she just looks so enthralled with this pony. And it's very fun. So American. So easily enthralled. Yep. Mm. So many things. Ugh. All right. So, Rachel, as we move into our discussion of the movie, follow me, comma, boys, exclamation yes. point. So, we ask our guests, can you provide us a synopsis of this film? And then, once you do that, like, why this film? Why do you consider this film to be emblematic or important to your childhood? Okay. So, the synopsis of the film is that um, Fred McMurray is in a traveling band, and the band stops to, like, either get gas or change a flat tire in a small town, and when he's there, he sees a woman, and he falls in love with her. It's a Disney movie, so there are lots of cliches. Um, and he decides to stay there and, uh, get a job, and he does, and he... Uh, becomes the Boy Scout troop leader, hence follow me boys. Mm. And then over the years, he like, you know, is with the troop for like 20 some odd years and all the like adventures they go on, things like that. And the grandfather from the parent, the original parent trap is in it. He plays the boss. Mm. Yeah. So pretty great. Why this film? So, growing up, we got a VCR in when I was, like, four or five, so, like, early to mid-80s, and the only place we could rent um, VHS tapes was at the local U-Haul. U-Haul? Yes. It's, like... Wait, what? Yes. The local U-Haul, which was, like, a mile away from our house... Not was, at the library? even think my parents like would think of that but the u-haul was the first place i remember going to rent movies and they had like a really extensive disney vhs collection like pollyanna parent oh. did you do well, pollyanna or oh, candle shill yeah like we did oh all of them but follow me boys was like it we watched it all the time when i was a kid oh and it's kurt douglas's first i mean kurt russell's first um movie he's like yeah and he's so cute yeah he's so cute he's like 13 or 14 and, and then he was in like everything yeah he yeah he became like the disney child so he's like super cute he's a troublemaker but then he like straightens out in the movie but um did it okay so did it ever bother you that so much of the so many of the characters and so much of the plot is driven around, like, boy experiences? Or was that something that you were able to, not, this sounds weird, but, like, relate to? And I, this happens all the time, particularly in movies of this era, is that 
there was no consideration that like girls would need to see themselves represented and that it would just be enough like kids being kids like we can we see ourselves in it so there are a couple of there are two main characters who are women um, but they're older, right? They're There's older. Not, because it's been a while since yeah. I've seen them. No, they're, they're older, but they both play, like, pivotal roles. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Lillian Gish, who's just uh, awesome. Yeah. And she, she basically, like, her nephew sucks in the movie, and she basically, like, has to tell him, like, you know, which ends up a, a whole bunch of times, but she sets the record straight about, like, why she likes having the Boy Scouts around and about kids being kids. The thing that bothers me the most is, like, how out of touch and how, like, racist, like, the stereotype. There are a couple, like, stereotypes, mm. like, with any movie from the 50s and 60s. Which right. Which ones you consider the most egregious? Uh, there's, like, an Asian character, and he has, like, just a very generic either like name or nickname that's like yeah bad and then uh kurt russell's father's an alcoholic and i think like the name is like totally irish catholic like things like that just you know generic stereotyping Um, right it was like that i just thought okay and so annie i don't know if you can speak to this too but it's one of those things recently in the news and I forget why it came about um because it was you know how sports commentators are dumb and they like to talk about dumb things and so you have things like the Redskins which is offensive yes Mm -hmm. and one ESPN commentator was like well the fighting Irish in Notre Dame like that's also racist and I was like I don't like and I don't think this is just something being Irish American you don't consider that offensive but it's also hard to I don't know anyone in our family who's ever been concerned about, like, representations of leprechauns or, like, f- funny, old, drunken Irish people. What are your Right. Thoughts? But they're not, like, but it's not necessarily problematic depictions. I think maybe what it is, actually, maybe our dad, um, but he's also super old, and I think part of it is it was of the era that, like, being Irish actually was still problematic. Yeah, like, there are right. signs that said, like... No, no Irish. I mean, I think that the, yeah. So I guess, yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, granted, I did go to Notre Dame slash, like, was the class president of my class. So I have a, you know, I don't know, an affiliation for the fighting Irish. But at least for me, it's like fighting and drunken, I don't think have to be the same thing. You know what I'm talking about? And I think that's something that frequently gets brought, brought gets brought up, and at least in terms of Notre Dame. It's like, oh, this, like, drunk Irish guy is, like, out there fighting people, is, like, belligerent. And it's like, why is he drunk? Like, why can't we just be not even belligerent, but just, like, you know, I don't know. I think it could be a good thing. It could be, like, standing up for your own rights or, you know. Anyway, that's my thought. No, but it is, like... Broadly thinking of stereotypes from 1950s children's films, I mean, it is one of those things that's now, and this gets into, like, more of our um, discussion about, like, what is the the value or legacy of these films? Like, can we still use them? Well, like, you look at, like, Pollyanna, and I think that, like, the aunt, Aunt Polly, is supposed to be, like, an old maid, and... 
like now, if they were to make Pollyanna now, it's like how old would an old maid be? Like how mm-hmm. old is Aunt Polly supposed to be? Because I think like clearly the actress is older than yeah. the character. Well, it's not. You know, she wasn't even that old. No, but she's like, not. She's very pretty too. Yeah. Like looking back, I'm like she was a really graceful, beautiful woman. And Ronald um, Reagan's first. Who was made? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And Ronald Reagan's first wife. And she no was, way. Yeah. Well, and she was in another movie, and I'm like blanking on this now because it was Castaways. Really, no, but the okay, no, Annie. Uh, the actress who played the white. Uh, shoot, the Jane Wyatt is that her name? Jane. Jane something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was in this movie with Rock Hudson. I want to say Far from Heaven, but that was like the Tom one, Cruise, Nicole Kidman one. No, the Julianne Moore. Oh Dennis yeah, yeah, Quaid yeah. One. Yeah, and then I'm thinking far and away. Yes, that's in Ireland. Um, but there was this movie that she was in with Rock Hudson, and I remember watching it in a course in undergrad called like Cinema, Place, and Space, and it was all about representations of like gender and identity in um, distinct areas. And watching that one, and she's dating this like much younger man. And then her children get so mad at her, and they're like, you have to drop him. And her children are, like, mid, like late teens, early 20s, like, out of the house, like, in college. One of right. them gets engaged. And I remember we had this discussion in class, and I was like, well, like, if, I was like, if the mother's relationship, like, bothers her kids that much, like, that makes sense. And she's like, I remember my professor being like, if this was now, this woman's, like, 38. She'd be having her first kid now. Right. Like, she wouldn't have kids right. in the 20s. And I do think that is... When if we were to remake movies now, we have very different ideas of what an old maid is. Like, yeah, or also like, like an old maid's old an old maid as a burden on society versus like right. an independent woman. Absolutely, I heard it in Pollyanna. Like, technically, her aunt is an old maid. Yeah, right. Right, and like the doctor like just comes back from like medical school, but like I look at him now and I'm like, wait, there's no way the actor was in his like twenties. You know, yeah. it's like really bizarre, like rewatching things as an adult and understanding like what they. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I have not seen Follow Me, boys. Um, I didn't have a chance to watch it yesterday. I legitimately fell asleep at 7:30 p.m. It's fine. I go to bed super early. But anyway, um, question for you. How has this movie changed since viewing it as a child and like thinking about it now as an adult? I think like understanding as an adult that like the aunt in the movie, Lillian Gish's character, appreciating that like she's not a kooky old woman and that she is an independent like older woman and that she, she stands up for what she believes in is really ahead of time like the story takes place probably in like the maybe it's like pre-world world, war Two. yeah like around world war Two. i was gonna say so like the fat or like korea ish i don't know but like she stands up for oh i can actually pipe in sorry yeah. i did read about it today on wikipedia and it starts in 1939 and ends in 1952 with the funeral okay so yeah it's uh so ends yeah. in the korean so the fact like she talks about her sons being killed during World War One and then just like living this like lonely life as a widow, but then wanting to like give back to the community. And I think like thinking now 
Like, mm-hmm. I could see someone now doing that, but a hundred years ago, that seems, like, pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. Even, like, 50 years ago or whatever, that seems like... Having, like, having a second life? Yeah, or, like, wanting to, like, a, an old woman, like, actually standing up for herself and... Like, yeah. she's put on trial at one point in the movie because, like, her nephew thinks that she's misusing her funds because he wants her money and, like, her land. And she's like, no, I want to give it to the community. I think that the Boy Scouts deserve it. Mm. This so, is, yeah, yeah, it's actually, like, kind of empowering if you think of it like that. Yeah. Well, proving... Well, it's very, like, civically-minded movie yeah. overall. Yeah. For sure civically-minded. But it's interesting to think about, like the roles that we give women and what we allow of them. Uh, totally. No, but then, and I think particularly as someone who loves old movies and who loves ch- old children's movies, like, my gosh, all live-action Disney movies from the 40s and 50s are, like, my cup of tea. And, but it is, you have to have almost, like, a revisionist view of female characters because... Like, have you seen yes. like, Swiss Family Robinson? Yeah. So it's in, like, the mother character. Love that She's hyper-maternal and, like, overprotective and can be viewed as dainty in a certain light, but then it's, like, you could code her as really interesting and empowered, and she was, like, part of an equal partnership in which they both decided to leave Switzerland because she didn't want her sons conscripted into the army. Um... And I think as female viewers, you do have to actively make those choices to be like, okay, this is, externally, this is what Disney might have presented at a certain time, but this is what I will take from it. When when I watched Mary Poppins as a kid, I didn't understand, like, what votes for women meant. Mm Mm-hmm. It is funny. You know? Yeah, and now watching it. it, it's like, that's awesome that the mom was like, okay, yes, the mom was going out and they had, like, maids and servants and all of that great, clearly upper class. But, like, she was using her, her privilege position. and yeah. her position to do good for the rest of society. Mm-hmm. And as a child, like, you don't understand that. But as an adult, you are able to reinterpret things. Also, I will say watching Follow Me Boys as an adult is completely different because as an adult, I started watching other movies and Fred McMurray is not always a nice guy like double indemnity in the apartment which is funny because it's like those two movies are uh double indemnity and the apartment are thrown up as like bad Fred McMurray but like for the most part he was like good oh Fred. he totally was like my three sons all of that but my then... three sons and what's the one about him and the egg oh yeah the nutty professor with flubber yeah 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 like he was always like such a goofy and he dude. was and then like you know in these black and white movies, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, Billy Wilder, like, took the complete end of the spectrum with him. Yeah. Which is, I mean, ugh, so good. Yeah. So good. It is interesting to, yeah. I haven't thought about these movies in a while, truthfully, which sounds terrible, but... Funny. That's the purpose of redoing them. I know. That's that's the reason we're here at Good Film Hunting. Did you like? T- did your family take this movie out and rewatch multiple times? Yes, and then I when love we... that it was from a U-Haul. I've never yeah, heard of that. Yeah, so yeah, it's from a U-Haul. 
then when it first came out on DVD, I had I had it on like I owned a physical copy on DVD. I own it like streaming now. When we went, you own it on streaming. Oh yeah, I totally own it on streaming. I'll, That's amazing. I'll give you guys, my password later. Perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to watch it. Oh yeah, totally. Um, we went to Walt Disney World in Florida when I was like fourteen or something, and there's this. Think it's at MGM, like right when you walk in the park, they sell like memorabilia, and in the memorabilia store they have, um, like movie stills and like promotional materials. And I found, I'll take a picture for you guys later. Yeah. I found this like pretty big, like PR kit for Follow Me Boys, and it was like the greatest find ever. Yeah, I have it framed at my apartment. Like it was just the coolest. Of course, like, everyone else was probably like, what is this? No, but that's honestly the beautiful part. Particularly, I would say, what's fun about being a fan of lesser-known or lesser-appreciated works is that you know it comes from, like, a very genuine place. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what is this? Yes. No. Being a fan Yeah, because before you talked about this movie, I, or, like, said that we should do this movie. I'd never heard of it. Ever. Well, they're like, I have stock answers for questions. Like, if someone asks me my favorite movie, I'll say The Apartment, because it's just, like, my go-to easy answer. But then, What is The Apartment? Um, it's Fred McMurray, Jack Lemmon, and Shirley MacLaine. young McLean. Shirley MacLaine. Yes, young Shirley MacLaine. It's Billy Wilder. It's so good. Um, okay. So I'll have like, to watch that, too. <laughs> It's fun. It's like kind of sexy in that what is the premise is that a man's boss rent rents an apartment for his like mistress in the city, and yes. he sh- and then Jack Lemon shares the apartment with the mistress, and then they fall in love. Yeah. Oh. It's like really that's fun. It's really good. Um, love. So like that's like my go-to answer. Like if someone asks me, like you know how you have to have stock answers sometimes um, for yeah. things. But if you were to ask me, like, what's your favorite comedy or what, you know, like, I'll have different answers. Yeah. So you said kids movie, and this was the first thing. This is, yeah. That was, like, very immediate, yeah. too. It was, like, follow me, comma, boys. <laughs> yeah. Exclamation like, I, point. I could have said some other things, but. No, but this yeah. is it. And I like it. I, I like it to, the way you described having different movies for different questions, I do think is important because as someone. I agree. Growing up. Um, and in college, like, I was, like, the movie person. Yeah. And then moving to L.A., like, I'm no longer the movie person because, like, everyone yes. is so much more Like, people ask, <laughs> people ask me all the time, like, are you in the business or whatever? And yeah. I'm just like, no. Like, that's not why I moved here, but it's cool if you are. I went to film school. And yeah. I'm like, but it was, it was one of those things, too, where if people really wanted to know, like, the movies that make me the happiest, then they get, like, very judgmental, and they're like, you went to film school and you love High School Musical? And I'm like, yeah, like, no movie makes me smile faster than High School Musical. Like, do I quote High School (laughs) Musical on a near-daily basis? I do. That's good enough for me. Like, do I also, like, obscure German expressionist films from the 20s and 30s? I do, but then if I said that, you'd be like, what an asshole. She just, like cited an obscure German expression as right, well. You can't like, there's win. no winning. No, there's absolutely <laughs> like, no winning at all. So, yeah. No, I would agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
One day. One day. One day people will accept you for who you are. A multifaceted, interesting old maid. <laughs> All of <laughs> Exactly. Do you think that we bring up the fact that we are single on every podcast or just most? <laughs> Wait, so I was telling Eleanor, my sister and I went out to dinner with my cousin yesterday, and I told them that my mom relayed the story how she and my dad went to Home Depot yesterday, and there were lots of ladies working at Home Depot and not just at the register. And it was so funny because I was like, yeah, it's 2018. And like, of course, there are women working at the register. But she wouldn't even think to go to like Home Depot alone without my dad. Like they have to return something and, you know, exchange it for something else. And it's just like, of course you can go without him. Like he's the most picky person in the world and would like tell you that's not what he needed. But you can do it. You can go there alone. And it's like, what do you think my sister and I do? Like. We need something right. at Home Depot. We go. We do it. We do yeah. it ourselves. And it was just like, it was so funny because it was just. Also, it's funny because I know your parents moved to New Hampshire. And as someone who has lived in New England, like New Hampshire and Vermont have stereotypes. Obviously, there's going to be women yes. at Home Depot. That also <laughs> like... made me laugh like really hard. I'm like, yeah, of course there are women at Home Depot. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it, was like, it was like regionally speaking. But it was just like, yes, mom. What a time to be alive, friends, really. It's just so interesting. What a time. Oh, the differences. Oh, the generational differences are fascinating. I mean, I particularly, if we're going to talk about parents being silly, our dad got back his, like, 23andMe thing, which was hilarious. Um, but we he found out he was like a little bit Iberian <laughs> and, um, he responded with, well, that's why Teddy did well in Spanish without studying. And I was like, what? You're like 0.2%. <laughs> I mean, like it, my dad is not as, my mom was like 99% yeah. Irish slash British with 0.3% broadly Northwestern European would be like, okay. <laughs> and then my dad was like, what, like. 97% British slash Irish, but like 2.3% Southwestern European, mostly Iberian. And like, this is now the most exciting thing in the world. That's really funny. Even though he was really hoping he would, because the Huntington had been in the United States since before the American Revolution. Ooh, I didn't know that. I mean, they were royalists, so. In West Orange, where I grew up, there's a place to this day called Tory Corner, so it's cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm happens. secretly really hoping that, like, there was African-American lineage in there somewhere, and it was not to be. And Annie, like, Ariana's family did it recently, and though she identifies as Mexican, they found Ashkenazi Jew, and which is exciting, but yeah. I said we had that nothing. it made sense because of the Spanish Inquisition. Like a lot of Jews, just like hid by mixing. Yeah. Even and then, that didn't always help. No, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> but you know, like, um, but that completely made sense to me. And I mean, she was she identifies as Mexican, but it, it said Spanish, and I was like, yeah, of course, it's gonna yeah. make sense. Oh, yeah. No, those are fascinating. 
Okay, so as a wrap-up, what is the legacy of this film, and would you recommend it for youth of today? I would definitely recommend it for youth of today. I don't know that they would find it exciting slash interesting. Like, I don't know that it's fast-paced or enough. Like, have you ever recommended a movie that you grew up with to a friend and they're like why are you making me watch this true i think it's i do think there are certain movies that you have to watch as a kid in order to appreciate as an adult and we talked about this actually with zovi recently like the movie clue if you don't see it when you're young and you don't see it till you're in your 20s then it's a horrible movie and i would say the same is true for like space balls or even like yeah, things I think like there's that. certain things that just become, like, a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And then if you try and watch them as, like, a late teen, early adult, it's Too just, late. Yeah. But I would say, because one thing when we were thinking and talking about this movie is it reminded me of um, Going My Way, which is you might not have seen because it's... <laughs> Big in Catholic circles because it's Bing Crosby playing a priest, as one does. Yes, yes. And he sings with all of he, similar to Follow Me Boys. He like collects kind of like a ragtag group of boys and like helps them find their way. Yeah. But they sing, and it's like a boring movie. But we loved it as children, <laughs> and like there's really not that much well, to yeah. it. And I think I, it, I think another thing like I didn't. Have cable growing up, I didn't oh, get we cable. Didn't yeah, yeah, I didn't. We didn't get cable till I was like thirteen. Yeah. So all I had was like 13? the five. Yeah, yeah, like the five basic, you know. And the, so there were like classic movies on, like, and that was it. Yeah. So I didn't get the plot for of Breakfast at Tiffany's until I was a teenager. And you know also, what I mean? Breakfast like, at Tiffany's horrible. That's I hate that oh, movie. Speaking of I get in fights with people. That movie is so terrible for stereotypes. I mean, the, the book is bad, too, but the movie is just, like... The movie's also boring. Like, I'm really sorry it's not no, that romantic. No. Like, there's just, it doesn't really add any value to anything. Like, no, it really doesn't. And, like, I was such a fangirl as, like, young, like, tween, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And then now it's, like, why? No, true story. One time I interviewed someone and like casually we were talking about favorite movies and she mentioned hers was Breakfast at Tiffany's and that sealed the deal and she did not get the job. And I wish. That's Wait, really? I, she had other like contributing factors that led to her not getting the job, but like the icing. Yeah, it's about to be like Eleanor. That's like not great. <laughs> the icing on the cake was her love of. Ugh. Ugh, yeah. My gosh. But it's just, you know, like I feel like. If I were to see that now for the first time... You'd be like, why is this a beloved film? Why do people have this poster on their wall? Yeah. Why do people dress like her for Halloween? Yeah. And you'd get angry. And it would be understandable. Yeah. I got the poster yeah. for my Sweet 16, and I thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever. Because it was. Because I was 16. Yeah. But now it's, like... What was it? They tried to show it at a park in San Francisco, like, for a free summer movie a few years ago, and then, like, people lost their minds to They are like, do you not realize, like, most of San Francisco is of Asian descent? Yeah. I did, I. Yeah. No. So I think that it could have a good legacy. I also feel like there could be a Follow Me Girls. <gasps> that would be amazing. Oh, yes. Like, an update? Yeah. Love it. That would be fun. With, like, a ragtag Girl Scout troop? Absolutely. Kind of like True Beverly Hills, but better. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, if you can the, get What better. is the boss, that Melissa McCarthy movie with Kristen Bell, where yeah. she takes over a Girl Scout troop? Yeah. Not, it's, like, technically not Girl Scouts. 
Um, I also went to Juliet Lowe Gordon's house in Savannah, Georgia, and she was the founder of the Girl Scouts, so now I'm That's in a little exciting. Girl Scout kick, so it's fun. That's really cool. All right. Cool. Annie, you want to take us home? Yes, yeah, so we finished off by saying where in the world we'd want to go right now, should we get the choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, right now, because I think I have a little bit of a head cold, and because it felt cold today. Yeah. And it rained last night. It was, like, crazy town. Um, Isn't that good? It is, but it's also, like, unsettling. I don't know how to describe it other than that. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling the need to, like, just sit inside and eat, like, chocolate cake and, like, be under a blanket and watch the Olympics. So I want to go, like, full Higa. I think that's the Danish yeah. word. So, yeah. like, Denmark right now is weirdly appealing. That's like, I awesome. could wear a Fair Isle sweater and, like, light candles. That sounds good. And eat chocolate cake. So that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> okay. Um, not planned, but um, my go-to answer is Iceland. Like, I really want to go to Iceland, and I've wanted to go for a while, but uh, um, I want to see the Northern Lights. Yeah. Like, really badly. So you have to plan it. Yeah. Um, so, like, Iceland, Finland, like, up there. Scandinavia yes. is where it's at right now. Exactly. If I could go anywhere, where would I go? <laughs> I don't know. I want to go someplace I can hike and it be warm because it's really cold in Chicago. So my go-to is kind of Hawaii. I've been feeling that a lot recently. So I'm going to go with Hawaii. It would be beautiful. I have a page, a, like an Atlas Obscura page a day calendar. And Hawaii was this weekend, and, like, the picture was gorgeous. And then, like, yesterday was the Philippines. Actually, to a place I'd been in the Philippines. So it was exciting. So I can feel the need to, like, hike volcanoes. I feel you. That would be amazing. I also, like, so I was, Eleanor and I were both in San Francisco this past weekend. And coming from L.A., it was colder. But for me, it was, like, much warmer. And I saw the sun for the first time in what felt like months. So my face is like a little bit of color and all of my students and coworkers are like, oh my gosh, you look so good. You like look like you have sun. And I'm like, yes. So really, I just need to get back there. So maybe just San Francisco. <laughs> good place. Good place. I really like it, Oakland too. I'd never been to Oakland before. So it was fun. How, oh yeah. Was we'll have to chat. All right, and with Annie's yawn, that means that the podcast is coming to an end. But I'm so sad. I'm like a really sad person who goes to bed at 7.30. <laughs> is it because you're suffering from SAD, seasonal affective disorder? I don't think so. It's more that I like didn't sleep much this past weekend and am now exhausted. How could you not sleep? You slept on a blow-up mattress next to me. Yeah, but she pushed me off because <laughs> she was so cold. I get so cold. <laughs> she kept trying to get closer and closer, and I moved further and further away until I was off the bed. Oh, man. I get so cold. Um, but it was excellent. So on that note, um, we would love to hear your input on this episode and others. You can find us wherever podcasts are found except Spotify. We are not there. And then you can follow us on the Instagram, on the Twitter, and on the Facebook. But reach out. Thank you.